Maybe you've been listening to this show because you want to start a side hustle, but you don't know where to begin. So if that's what you want, you're in the right place. I also have a new free tool for you called the Smart Side Hustle Master Plan. It is the perfect blueprint for anyone looking to start a small business on the side. Pick up this free comprehensive workbook so you can determine exactly the type of side hustle you want and how much time you want to spend on it. Prioritize and outline the various to-dos, both large and small, and create the perfect timeline to prepare for your launch and beyond. This is, like I said, a free tool just for you, and you can pick that up at chrismcpeak.com. It's right there smack on the homepage. So go to chrismcpeak.com and pick up your Smart Side Hustle Master Plan today. Now let's dig into this week's brand new and fantabulous episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had it up to my armpits with this whole screw the nine to five mentality. Believe it or not, some of us really love our day jobs and don't wish to screw them. And yet we've got an additional calling, maybe a hobby, or a need for supplemental income that's just purring to us, make me a side hustle. And that's where I come in. I'm Chris McPeak, your host for this life quest to do the work we were meant to do and run a small business. If you're looking to maximize your time so you can run the side hustle of your dreams, then you are absolutely in the right place. This is the Got Side Hustle Show. Okay, Side Hustler fans, welcome back to Got Side Hustle. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are talking to my new favorite pink-haired accountant by the name of Heather Zeitzwolf, host of Get the Balance Right. And Heather, thank you so, so much for carving time for me today. I am so excited to be here. And if there are other pink-haired accountants out there, I want to meet you. So yes, if you're a pink-haired accountant as well, please uh, hit Heather up at the end of the episode. Let's go Let's go back to the beginning, Heather. I want to know who you are, where you're from, what you do, why you do it, and, and why we're here today. So yeah, the stage is yours, my dear. Thank you. Well, I am a woman in my 50s. And when I turned 50, I was like, I want to start a business. And if I don't start a business now, when am I going to start a business? And I've always been one of those people that has loved business. I have two business degrees, but I am very, well, kind of nervous about trying something that might not work. Uh, I'm afraid. Yeah. I have this thing about like, I'm going to put myself out there, but what if it doesn't work out? Will I be destitute? Will I be homeless? All these different (laughs) things come into my mind. So it was one of those things where I just didn't trust myself enough, but In my 50s now, I've gained more confidence. I've gotten more skills over the years. So I've worked in various different things. So my first degree was in fashion. So I worked in the fashion industry. So wow. Yeah, I've experienced in that. And then I went back to school and studied marketing and advertising. And I worked in market research for years. I was a project manager, account manager. So I have all that experience with those types of things, productivity that we had been talking about before. And time management, all those types of things. So I love that. And then there was a big recession. The big recession came, I was laid off and I was at a crossroads thinking, do I want to stick with market research or do I want to do something different with my life? This is my opportunity. So I looked into law school and I was studying for the LSAT. And as I was studying that, you know, it's a, it's a big test to study for. And you know, it's just, just to get into law school. It's not even the the bar. Right. Right. And 
I was reading online with all these people saying like, I just graduated from law school. I can't get a job. I'm working at Starbucks. And I'm thinking I'm going to be 150 K in the hole after all this. And if I can't get a job, this kind of sucks. So yeah. I, I rethought about it and, and, and I, I was going into it so that I could activist. So it wouldn't be oh, something yeah. that I would really be getting paid a whole lot for. Right. So I had to rethink that and I'm practical. So I was like, Hmm, I want something where there's actual jobs. And I remembered, I loved my classes in accounting when I was in business school. So I went back to PSU, Portland State University, where I studied business before. And they were like, yeah, you don't really need to take that many classes. You just need to take some higher level accounting classes and a couple of other things, and you can get another degree. I'm like, bingo, I'll do that. And to sit for the CPA exam, you have to have a certain amount of college credits. This is in the state of Oregon. Each state is different. But because I had that other degree, I had credits to sit for the CPA exam. So I got a job in the, the field and the rest is history. And you know, but when I got into my fifties, I was like, I want to do my own thing. So you left whatever day job you had at that time and started, did you start a firm? Did you start an online accounting business? Like how did you open that up? Yeah. So it was one of those things where I wasn't really exactly sure what I was going to do. Okay. But because I've been one of these kind of control freaks about like, it's got to be this way. I got to plan it out. I gave myself some breathing room to kind of figure it out. So I was like, really nice to myself. I had some, a cushion in the bank. So it wasn't like I, so I had time to kind of explore these things. I was like, do I want to do money management? Do I want to do coaching? Do I want to do taxes? Right. Do I want to do more bookkeeping? Like all these different things. And I kind of explored different things. I, of course, when you start a job, start a business, you kind of just take in whatever jobs come to you. So I was taking all kinds of jobs and I was like, finding like, okay, this is not my area where I'm passionate about, maybe try this other thing. And I did a lot of networking, went to conferences, did all that. And over time, after having a coach, I discovered I really need to niche down. And so I decided to work more with creatives because that's my, I love that. I love that niche, uh, working with people that are web designers, web developers, graphic designers, videographers, that sort of thing. And so that was my sweet spot. So I decided to do that. And then I started my podcast, which was Mm -hmm. geared more towards those creatives. And then I started my second season and decided I'm going to niche down even further. And I want to really target female entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah. So I niched, niched and niched down again. I love it. And so when you started your podcast, what was, what was the goal? Was the goal to land clients? Was the goal to teach? Was the goal to just like put your name out there in a different way? Yeah. So the first, so for the first season, when I first started it, the idea was I would interview people that would be either my ideal client or, Uh or the ideal client in the future, like what I could aspire to. And those ones that I could aspire to, maybe those people could help give some insight that would help the people that I am currently working with. So, mm-hmm. uh, cause I work with people that are really small businesses. I'm not working with like large firms. Right. So uh, I, you know, I brought on, first I brought on people that I knew. So I have a large network of people. I've, I've done comedy. I've, I've done oh, cool. uh, Toastmasters and, you know, I have, have a, 
kind of a wide array. I'm a vegan, I'm a vegan activist. So I have like, you have an eclectic network. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just kind of drew on that at first. And then people started contacting me to be on my podcast. And I'm like, well, this is pretty cool. And I have a large network on LinkedIn. And so then I started once, once you have a few podcasts under your belt, then you feel more comfortable about yes. reaching out to other people. And suddenly I was having people come on my show that I didn't even know that were asking me to be on my show or I discovered them through LinkedIn. And I was like, you know, the trick to that is you just really just be very interested in the person and get to know them and not be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? You know, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's so much easier to interview and talk to people that you sort of already have some kind of established camaraderie with. And that's, and that's why I like, you know, connecting with people through Adam's group. For those of you who may not have, of course you've heard, if you listen to the show, you know, I'm a huge fan of Adam Shively. I am part of his download growth club. I, this is how I met Heather was through the, the pod pal zoom chats. So I love, I love that method of connecting with people because a, I'm connecting with people that are like me. They have a podcast and people that sort of have some of the same struggles and challenges and, and questions that I have. So it's, it's nice being able to I'm fine getting cold calls as I'm sure you are people that you've never heard of before. And you're like, do you really listen to my show? Because I don't know if I believe you, but out of those opportunities too, you know, I've, I've met neat people that way, but it's so much easier to interview somebody that you've already maybe had a brief conversation with already. If that makes sense. Yeah. And well, I, I would say that like bringing on people that you don't know, you have to, you know, look at what their body of work is and just don't blindly bring somebody on. But I, having people that I don't know that are outside of my network come onto my show has actually broadened my network. So I know some people don't like to have somebody on the show that doesn't maybe listen to it, but I find that most people that come onto your show will listen to some episodes beforehand. And there has been times where, you know, it, it just didn't work out. The interview just didn't work out and then it just didn't air. But just to answer your other question about, so season two, I kind of changed things around. Not only was it about female entrepreneurs, but I also decided that I was going to focus more on the financial side of things because I was concentrating so much on the creative realm in the first season and it was like creative business. But I think the audience was kind of getting confused as far as like what my offer was. So I changed it up. I also felt like I needed to step into that and be, you know, bring forth what I have to say more more so than maybe what always the guests had to say. So yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. That's that's very cool. Okay, so when you're starting a side hustle slash small business, there are financial things to to take into consideration and and be prepared for. And I know my husband and I have a CPA that works with us to do some of our tax related things. So let's let's talk a little bit about the financial aspect of running a business. What are some things people should be thinking about from the very beginning and, and how would they connect with the resources that they need to run a successful business from the financial end? Okay. So there's a lot to that. So I know I, it's a loaded question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. So remember if you're doing a side hustle, that is, so there's two, right? You could work for somebody else and you get a W2 Right. Or you could be maybe a contractor and you'll get a 1099 or maybe mm-hmm. you're just starting your own business. So if you're right. getting a 1099 or you're actually like just going out there and finding your own clients, either way, you have a business now. So right. 
if you, if you even if you're going to get a 1099, you have a business, you got to treat it like a business. So what I would start with is one, decide how you want to be taxed as that business. So okay. do you want to be a sole proprietor? Do you, are you going in with a friend? Are you going to be a partnership? That sort of thing. So chances are you're just going to be a solopreneur. So you have to decide, do I want to just do everything under my social security number or do I want to uh, maybe have an LLC? And so those are decisions that you need to make that look into what your state rules are and all of that. So okay. that's, that's an, for, an, you know, or go over it with your accountant or something like that. So that's an, it's an important decision. Now, if you're a single member LLC, you'll still be filing that on your 1040. So on your, but so, so whether your social security number or, or your LLC, the right. LLC, what I would advise is go on to the IRS website and get in what's called an EIN. So you need yes. this. And you can also do this under your social security number too. But this EIN is important because that's what you're going to take to the bank to open up a banking account. Okay. And what I would advise first and foremost is do not commingle your personal funds with your business funds. So have right. separate checking accounts, have separate credit card accounts, and you'll yeah. need, need to have this EIN to go to the bank and open this up. So that's first and foremost. So treating it like a business would also be if you're going to be using things like miles, driving, track okay. these things so you can deduct these things. You know, if when it comes to tax time, if you're going to be like, oh yeah, I did use my car. And then whoever's preparing your tax return is going to be like, okay, great. Well, what were your miles? Do you have the schedule? I mean, you're supposed to keep this for the IRS, have right. a log of all these things. So treat it like a business. If you're going to do mileage, log everything. You need to know how many miles you drove regular and how many business. So all those types of things. And then the second part of your question, so there's more to this. I could go on and on about of this, course. but the second part of your question, where can they find resources? Yes. So I would say, if you do have an accountant, talk to them. The internet is your friend. You can discover all kinds of things from the internet, watch YouTube, get a coach. I would say that that's one, because a coach is probably going to know things about running a business that you may not even know. So yeah. it's, a lot of times it's uh you, you don't know what you don't know and you can run into a lot of trouble if you're not realizing that there's certain things that you need in place. For instance, where I live locally, there are local taxes. And a lot of times, you know, someone starts a side hustle, they come to me to do their taxes. And then I'm like, well, you know, you have to pay taxes, these local taxes. And they're right. like, I do. You know, uh -huh. like, yeah. Now you're going to be taxed even more than you thought you were going to be. You thought taxed. you were going to be right. Yeah. And that's another thing is, you know, when you're treating it like a business, you got to set money aside for taxes. Like mm -hmm. you can't be like, whoa, this side hustle is rocking. I'm like, right. I'm making all this extra money. No, the government's yeah. going to take a chunk of that. And depending on where you're at, it could be the IRS, it could be state, it could be local. So keep all that in mind. And, you know, if there's sales tax involved, that's a whole other level of mm -hmm. complexity to it. So, and so besides having a coach, there's also uh, small business associations that may be in your city that you can yeah. connect with network, find a mentor. There's all these different things. Really, when you're a solopreneur, you're like just out there floating on your own and you really need to have a network of people. So it could be connecting with other like-minded people, Facebook groups, networking groups, but just find other people to talk to about your business and mm -hmm. 
because they'll clue you in. But again, don't just take their word for like, oh yeah, you can deduct that. Or yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Like I hear so many times people come to me with some sort of like cocktail party tax advice. And I'm like, right. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. So make sure that, that if you do get that kind of advice, you know, take it seriously and look it up and make sure that what people have told you is correct. So, but have a lawyer in your court, you know, I would always have, find, find a friend that's a lawyer or <laughs> it's nice if you don't have to pay a lawyer. Right. Right. But yeah, connect with a lawyer an accountant. Those are two really important people to have in in place, I think. Yeah. So let's go back to the the LLC versus the the sole proprietor thing. Benefits and and downsides of each. How would you like? Why should someone invest in an LLC versus just staying in the sole proprietorship thing? So there's a there's a a, a bunch of bunch of things for that. So and what I would say is make sure that you understand what the rules are for an LLC for your state, because each state is different. So this going into it, like really look at what the rules are for for your state, because you're going to sign up your LLC through that state. Right. But LLC gives you a level of protection. So if you are sued, you know, you have that level of protection. One other thing about having an LLC versus just using your social security number is when you do do jobs, you don't have to give out your social security number. You can give out the EIN from right. your LLC. You, When you go to a bank, you can start a bank account under the LLC. And so th- it's, it's a level of protection. One other nice thing about having it as the LLC is that if you start making quite a bit of money in this side hustle, you may want to start being taxed as an S corp and having that LLC allows you to be taxed as an S corp. So there's tax advantages to that, but I would not go into that lightly either. This is, I'm not giving out any tax advice. I just want to be be frank. You really need to contact a CPA or accountant to make sure that that is the right time to be uh, taxed as an S corp, because there are a whole bunch of rules that are around that. So just be aware of that. And you have yeah. to file a separate tax return and, and all mm-hmm. of that. So finding an accountant, is it does it help to find somebody that's in your area so that you can meet up face-to-face or can you look for a money coach or an accountant online and just, you know, connect with somebody that's, you know, I'm in California, maybe there's someone in Massachusetts who's the best match for me. Like what, what do you recommend there in terms of seeking someone out? Yeah, so I help people with, bookkeeping, money coaching, profit advising, taxes, tax planning, that sort of thing. And with bookkeeping and money coaching, profitability coaching, I can help anybody anywhere. I mean, they could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, actually doing someone's taxes and tax planning, uh, I would only feel comfortable with the states that I feel comfortable with their tax laws. Right. So make sure that you find somebody that is comfortable with the the laws in the state that you operate. Mm -hmm. And if you have another business in another state, like maybe you have a rental property in another state or something, make sure that they're aware of what the rules are in those states. Because every state is different. Every state has different tax laws. They have different types of uh, taxation that could be like around, like if you have an employee in another state, you may have to have what's called nexus in that state, which means that you have to um, file your business in that state. So there's all kinds of rules. You have to know what the rules are in whatever state. 
So uh, having an accountant that is aware of those types of rules, I would say is advisable. As far as face-to-face, you know, things are changing. A, A lot of accountants work old school. They like to have paper copies. They want you to bring in their documents and they'll scan them and do all that. I operate completely virtually now. So yeah, you could find someone, I think just find someone that you feel comfortable with. Like for me, all of my clients, they all, they have to scan everything and send it to me. So they have to be sort of technologically savvy where if, if you're not that way, maybe find someone that's more in your neighborhood that you can just bring drop off documents. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I have another question really quick. Cause this always, this jacks me up as well from time to time. What is the true difference between accounting and bookkeeping? It's more of like a technical term. There are rules about using the word accounting in the title of a business. I think there's rules around that. I see. Depending on your state. If you <laughs> offer bookkeeping, you say bookkeeping. I think because I'm a CPA, I can say accounting. A bookkeeper is just going to go in and make sure that your transactions are posted to the right categories and that you're reconciling your bank statements every month. But an accountant's going to actually give you more specific advice and guidance on, oh, you know what you really should think about, you know, having, this is where you post your loans because you got an idle loan this year or that kind of stuff, right? It's more of the technical rules in an accountant to client relationship. Yeah. I would say that it varies because I've worked with bookkeepers that know a whole lot of stuff Yeah, and uh, they can probably help you with all of that type of stuff. They can be advising their clients, but because there's, but bookkeeping is one of those things where it's not like a, a CPA, we have a license. Anybody can call themselves a bookkeeper. When you have a bookkeeper, just kind of make sure that they have experience. And, you know, it's good to find somebody that understands your industry that you're in. So that way they can see some of the similarities that happen with other clients. And so w- with me working with creatives, I often see, you know, very similar things in their books. And right. so it's just, it's just helpful. Like I don't work with restaurants just for that simple reason that like they have okay. their own, their, their own bevy of problematic things that come up. And I just, I don't even want to deal with that. That's just, yeah. That's- yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> that makes me scared. Just thinking about it. Heather, I feel like I could pick your brain for another hour or so, but maybe we'll have you back on the show to talk about some more advanced sort of side hustle accounting things. Where can people find you if they want to work with you, listen to your show, follow you on social, all of the things. Sure. So my podcast is called get the balance, right? And if you go to Linktree, you can just look up, get the balance right, and you'll get links to all of my stuff. So I have free downloads. I have some upcoming free webinars. I'm going to be having this Monday night, the fourth Monday of every fourth Monday of every month. It's going to be the money mayhem makeover. And if you're female, you're welcome to come. It'll be free. It's going to be a networking event and we're going to have makeup tips as well. So it'll be part mastermind. You'll learn some financial stuff and then network and it'll be low stress. Some people find networking very stressful. I don't, but a lot of people do. So this will be like no stress at all. Right. Come and have fun. And I'd love to have you there. So if you just go to Linktree, get the balance right, you'll see the, the invite for that.
Perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to be at the, the money Monday mayhem makeup thing. Um, awesome. I've, I've yeah, already yeah. registered. I'm very excited to come and check that out. Okay. Well, thank you, Heather, so much. This has been awesome. I, I think that you are such a bright force of fun and knowledge and nuttiness out here in the podcasting world. And I, I'm so happy that we've connected. So this has been Heather Zeitz-Wolf from Get the Balance Right. I'm Chris McPeak. You are listening to the God Side Hustle Show. And until next time, I'm out of here.